Hi, I'm Gerds Hundle, acclaimed health journalist, turned motivational speaker and transformational coach. This show is for anyone who wants to lead a happier, healthier and inspired life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can become a soul warrior. Welcome to the Get Inspired with Gerds podcast. Now today we have an inspirational person talking with us today. She is an attraction catalyst, best-selling author of Cheetah B and TEDx speaker. And she helps people to attract whatever they want in their life and helps them to rewire their mindset for success. She saves the lives of overwhelmed and out of balance business owners using a variety of natural and effective antidotes from physical, emotional, and any kind of mind health stresses. Stacey, it's an absolute pleasure having you on my show and thank you for joining me. I can't even begin to tell you what an honor and a pleasure it is to be with you today. So thank you for inviting me to be here. Bless you, my dear. Well, you know, when we first started talking, I felt like we had so much in common and some of our situations are very similar. So I kind of wanted to ask you, what was your life like before you transformed your life around? (laughs) Well, I'm still in transformation. I would love to say that I'm on the other side. And where I began was, as we were talking about previously, about 30 years ago, I was working for Federal Express Corporation. I was flying 90% of the time, more than even pilots and flight attendants. And I wound up really, really pushing myself during that period of time. And um, I compromised my immune system. I'm just going to say that, compromise my immune system. But I didn't really get what that meant. It's like I was younger, I bounced back, I thought, okay, all is well and all is fine. Well, fast forward to 2005, I have experienced a couple of years of great success with my first book called Attracting Perfect Customers. And now... I'm lying on the floor waiting for the movers to come to help us move our things into our new home. And when they ring the doorbell, I can't get up. I literally cannot do much more than raise my head. And as I drag my body to the door to open the door, because my husband was at the store getting supplies, that's it. <laughs> I pretty much stayed there for two years and three months. I mean, he got me to my bed, but being able to get out of bed for two years and three months was really a challenge. And in the exploration of how I was able to bring myself back to wellness, I discovered all the belief systems, Gerds, that had held me down, that led to that first experience 30 years before. And then continued through my life because I hadn't done the work then. And it got to the point where one day, that's how I know it was two years and three months, because in that third month of the third year, I actually had one of those big talks with God, and it was loud. And I basically said, you either get me out of this bed, You help me get well. I've done nothing to deserve this kind of punishment. 
I deserve to be with my husband. I deserve to be a good mom to my pups. This is ludicrous what's going on here. And in the middle of my crying and my wailing and my yelling, I actually did hear a voice that was not mine. And it said, we will help you. And of course, I'm thinking I'm a little delusional at that moment. But I thought, well, I know that wasn't me. So I'm going to scream again. And I screamed back and I said, well, if you do, I promise you, I will write down everything that has worked. And I will share it with others to help them heal their hearts like I want to heal mine. And then the voice came back again and said, okay, keep watching. And within a couple of days, I started receiving invitations, either to activities or inspirations of books I had read previously, as well as brand new inspirations, like invitations to consider a different possibility or a different perspective on something I thought I knew was the way it was. And when I played with those new perspectives and these new tools, my world started opening up. And I was able to see all the choices and decisions I had made based on my incorrect perceptions that had led me down the path to a weakened physical state a weakened emotional state, a weakened mental state. And so that's where I was before I began my transformation. Wow. Gosh, I can't even imagine what it was like for two years not being able to move. Like, what what kind of conversations were you having to yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I will tell you, I could get out of bed for about an hour at a time. I'm sure you guys have the Ellen show over there with Ellen DeGeneres. I had remembered hearing years before that if you laugh, that's good for the spirit. And so I'd get up and watch her, you know, that hour every day. I didn't watch a lot of other TV because it was depressing Mm -hmm. and I didn't have the energy to read. So other than laughing for an hour with Ellen every day, I was in my head a lot. That was the problem. Mm -hmm. That was absolutely the problem is not being able to go out and be with people left me even more isolated and my resentments grew my anger at what I thought other people had done to me grew my um, disappointment about all the things in my childhood that didn't go the way I wanted them to go expanded those were the things I had been thinking about until that day when I really like fought for myself That was the day I fought for myself. And I had not been feeling like I was fighting for myself before that. I thought I I had been complaining. I had been whining. I had been feeling sorry for myself. I was feeling like a victim. And all those feelings produced the place where I got to. It, It wasn't until I decided to give it one last shot to get what I wanted. And that was why I was yelling and fighting and screaming and defending myself. And it was that power that shifted everything. And that's why I work with my clients now to ensure that whatever they're not having, whatever they're not getting, whatever they believe 
other people are not giving to them. I always help them start by looking at how much are you fighting for yourself? How much attention are you giving yourself? How much love are you giving yourself? What is it you're saying to yourself? That's always where I will begin. And sometimes they'll be irritated with me <laughs> at the beginning, right? Because they just want to vent. But most of us have been venting all day, every day for a lot of years. Yeah. You'd rather just vent than actually ask for a solution. Well, I, I did because I thought that was asking for a solution. And I don't want to make anybody wrong here if they're venting. I believe that a lot of us vent in order to get it out of our heads so we can look at it. But our minds can only give us what we've already had. Mm -hmm. That's the misconception that we create with our mind. We don't. Our mind is a filing cabinet that gives us the past. It's, it is our third eye, our intuition, our sacral chakra, our seat of creativity, and our power center, our solar plexus, working together, that gives us new inspirations and then connecting to the divine, of course. Remembering that maybe my limited experience is not all there is in the universe. Wow. So, my dear, you, you, know, you have this conversation with God, universe, however you want to call it. So, you started to get these information about what to do next so what did you do well the first i would be absolutely straight up the first was i got invited to an oil anointing activity and i would have refused to go previously <laughs> thinking i was going to be sold something but um i was actually interested in essential oils uh and i had experienced them as having a good effect on me a number of years prior and then I stopped using them. And when I had started to feel unwell again, I went and I bought some from, uh, you know, a, one of those major natural food stores. Mm. And they didn't work. And I just figured that I was too sick for oils to work. So I actually wanted to go to this class so that I could have some questions. Like, why did they work before and they didn't work again? And, and what I said to the person was, because it was an eight-hour class. I've only been out of bed for about an hour in time for these last few years. Um, can I come and just, like, leave when I need to leave? And she's like, yes, I just think that you're going to get some answers, so get your butt over here. So I got in the car, and you know, thank God it was first thing in the morning when my energy was high, and I went, and as soon as I opened the door... The oil aroma greeted me, and it was like I came alive for the first time wow. in those two years and three months. And I'm just going to say, I really did get a lot of benefit. I, my energy increased because of those oils. My mood increased. Like, it enhanced. I began to feel like I could meditate. And so using some of those oils, which I still use today, anybody wants to know about those, please let me know. Um, I, I was able to keep my vibration high enough to be able to look at the problem without getting immersed in it, like I continue to do. 
And then I started getting in direct inspirations of how to ask questions of the divine. Wow. That I have not seen, and I still haven't seen this anywhere. It's like, this is, you want answers? This is how you ask the questions. So, girls, I'm happy to, like, give this away. This is one of the mastery lessons I teach to my clients. But if you think it would be a benefit, I'd be happy to share it here. Absolutely. So a lot of my time had been spent asking the question, why? You know, we always hear if we know what our big why is. (laughs) Or if I just knew why that happened, I could not repeat it again. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we give our mind lots of stuff to look at. And so we say, why, why did this happen? And the mind goes, well, here's the situation. And we just replay the situation, but it doesn't give us the actual why. Mm -hmm. One of the inspirations that I got right away after I heard that one voice, when I said, okay, what do you want me to do? How can I get out of this bed? The voice came back and said, those are the questions, not why. Mm. Yeah. It was just like that. I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, yes. Ask the questions of how. How can I feel better? How can I get myself out of this bed? What? Are the thoughts to be thinking? What are the activities to be doing? When can I expect to feel better? Who would be the best healers for me to call for support? Will they be of support to me? How do I want them to be of support to me? So if you notice, the whys are not there. But in meditation... In centered, grounded meditation, connecting all of my chakras to the crown chakra of the divine, asking how, what, when, where, and with whom. How, what, when, where, and with whom question. That's so interesting. As you were saying that, it sounds really odd, but when I was studying journalism at university, there were kind of similar questions. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't know you studied journalism. I studied, I thought I was going to be an investigative reporter. So when these questions popped in, I'm like, duh. <laughs> I, never, I never thought to apply them to my personal life. Yeah, right? you apply it to the, the story, but I guess we didn't see that it's our story that we need to ask the questions to. That was it. I was just like, who? And my mind wasn't great. It was in my mind. I could draw on it. But first, I had to get that divine inspiration. That in a journalistic story, the question is never, why did it happen? Mm. It's what happened? How did it happen? When did it happen? Where did it happen? (laughs) Who was involved? It's the same question. Wow. Except instead of looking back, it's looking forward. What's the goal to be achieved? Now, ask the questions to get the inspiration on how to move forward towards the goal. And then I got the inspiration that my goals are my be-all, end-all goals, right? Be-all, end-all. And I got tired of saying my be-all, end-all goal is, and I went, be-all, be-all, 
okay, be all you can be, but also be all is ball. Keep my eye on my be all. Keep my eye on the ball. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Stop looking behind as to what happened in the past and getting a crick in your neck and attempting to walk forward, Stacy, while looking backwards. Wow. Just keep looking forward and keep your eye on your be all. So that's why my book, my second book became She to Be, The Energy to Be Able to Keep Your Be All Fulfilled. Wow. I'm absolutely blown by that. That's that's unbelievable. That's that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you. It was as I was saying, it didn't come from my mind. That was divine inspiration. My mind got blown, my chakras opened up, and I started getting out of that bed pretty darn quick. Like, the oils helped me have the energy to get up within three days, Mm. within a very short amount of time. Now, when I say I'm not transformed, I'm in transformation, Mm. all these years, it's been daily transformations of identifying all the all the cracks those belief systems sliming their way into, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So deep in my cells. And what if we got trillions of cells? Mm. Well, I'm working every day diligently playing with how do I clean out the cells? Because they're in there. Now, those old thought patterns are there. They're not just in our brains. They're in our organs, every one of them. So they're there. It's the transformation of the belief or the thought into the new pattern. Kind of like going down an old rickety highway. I'm used to doing it even though I don't like it. It's comfortable. It's familiar. I know where the potholes are. I know where the broken slats are on the wooden bridge versus going down the superhighway, which I really want to get there much faster. It's a little scary. And I'm not exactly sure where the exits are. And I'm I'm not used to going at that kind of speed. And, And so, you know, dealing with the fears that come up as I start to create new belief systems. So that's, that's the, my story of the before I'm in the during the after will come you know when I leave the earth wow wow gosh I'm blown away by everything that you've been saying um so my dear you know you're an an attraction catalyst so can you tell us about your tiny your 10 tiny transformations to create an abundant life I I would love to and as I say an attraction catalyst is somebody who stirs up that energy to help myself attract what I really desire and to help others do the same. So anyone can become an attraction catalyst. The very first tiny transformation, just synthesizing down what I did, is recognizing where we're actually putting our energy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the first person to say this by any means. This is the first principle of attraction Mm. and yet I can tell people how important it is to stay focused on the positive of the future and they'll tell me they know and then the minute they start talking they'll tell me everything they don't want 
Yeah. And they think that that's being positive. No. That's putting energy on what they don't want. Where our attention goes, that's where the energy is going to flow on all the things they don't want. Hmm. I'm not the first person to say this, and yet it takes practice. It takes practice saying, I'm not going to go down that old rickety highway. I'm going to choose to move towards the super highway. And I'm going to deal with the fears that come up. When I think about, I could actually be successful this time. Because, girls, the other thing that I, I just have to say is, when people tell me they're afraid of failure, this is what I say to them. Oh, honey, no, you're not. Because you're failing all the time. You're actually comfortable with failure. You're afraid of moving forward towards your success because all you've known is failure. You don't think it's even possible. And opening up that wish box feels very scary because you might be disappointed again. And this is what I say is I completely understand. And you've never had the tools to help you build that super highway before. I've been there. I've done it. I can help you, and I'm happy to help you. So let's start with stopping, focusing on what we don't want, and I'll hold your hand while you tell me what you do want. And then let's write that down, that list of what we want to have come into our life. So that's the first skirts. The second is once we start to let go of perfectionism. <laughs> it, it, you laugh. Is, does it speak to your heart? Um, yeah, because I've, I've got better at that now. Before I was a perfectionist, and I guess that came from the journalism world. Um, yeah. We're told to be, it has to be ready to a deadline, but it has to be perfect. So in my head, everything has to be perfect. But then it triggered into all areas of my life from the dress sense, the way I was thinking, everything that I was creating. Of course it did, because how we do one thing is how we wind up doing everything. Yeah. All right. So if how we do one thing is how we do everything, then let's stop being perfection, perfectionism experts. Now, that is so much easier to say than it is to do once that concept has been put in our head. And I'm going to give credit where credit is due, and that's to Zig Ziglar, you know, the motivational sales guru, who I heard once live, was in the stadium with him. And I was actually getting up to go to the bathroom because I figured this old dude had nothing to tell me. I'd heard all the sales stuff. I worked for major corporations. You know, our sales trainings were always with the big guys. And, you know, he was just one more. As I'm making my way across the aisle to go to the bathroom, he comes out on stage and he says, anything worth doing is worth doing. And I'm like, in my head, yeah, 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 perfectly. And he says, poorly. And I stopped. Like, I'm, I'm literally like still trying to make my way to the end of the aisle. So I'm like stopped in front of somebody and they've got their feet up, you know, like it's Bleacher City. 
eating, right? <laughs> so, and I stop right in front of them. And I'm like, did he say poorly? And everybody's like, yeah. And I just stand there because I want to hear what he has to say next. I'm like completely oblivious. And I apologize to whoever that person was. I was really being rude, but I was mesmerized. And then he says, because if you're not willing to do it poorly at the beginning, then you're not willing to do what it takes to be successful at it. Mm. And I wiggled my way back to my seat. And I, you know, they say you sneeze on the truth. And I, I just sneezed. <laughs> it is absolutely the truth. I was mesmerized for the whole rest of his talk. Wow. Because he undid, I mean, talk about mind blown for me. He's like, how could you possibly ever do something newly perfectly? Maybe once in a blue moon if you're a genius in that area. But we have a whole full life to discover. That's the whole idea is to get back to when we were kids, playing with our blocks and attempting to put the square you know, peg in the round hole and, and until we discovered it and how much fun we had. Yeah, it's kind of like um, how when we start off in our careers, we start off at the bottom end, we don't go to the top end, but it's kind of the same. Exactly the same. And I just went, you know what? I'm going to stop listening to my mom, who, you know, was like, if you can't do it right the first time, don't bother doing it at all. <laughs> okay, and like, uh, okay, but this was the best I knew how to do without guidance. How am I going to do better? And then I also developed the concept of, um, which was an inspiration that came first, shortly after that. And it's another one of my tiny transformations. Is a rose bush, unless you buy it at the store, already fully grown? If you just put seeds in the ground, it's not going to be a bush by the end of the day. So true. And, and I have roses. I love roses. We have lots of roses in our yard. That's where I like I was looking at the rose bush and this whole concept of play, explore, discover came in for me. Like we had to pull a couple of bushes out because they weren't getting the right amount of sunlight and shade. Did I think that was a failure? No. I just played, explored and discovered with my husband until we found the perfect spots for those rose bushes. And I was like, well, that would be the same if we were planting tomato plants or a tree. And all of a sudden I realized God, the divine, gives us the perfect example of how to achieve goals mm. by just looking at creation. Yeah. Everything has a seeding stage, a sprouting stage, a blooming stage, and sometimes it also has a resting stage before it can seed again. I can relate so much with what you're saying. Um when I was 21 years old, I had a car accident and I used to be this type of person that carried on like nothing had happened. And I, I lost my mind after three months. Um, wow. I, yeah, I couldn't tell you how many hours sleep, what I had for breakfast. And luckily, the second doctor I saw actually just told me I needed to rest. And I remember going to my, where my parents live, there's um, a lake. And I remember sitting near that lake and always looking at nature and thinking, nature's so calm. Why are we always trying to rush at everything? 
And what I was doing in my life was after that accident, I was rushing everything, trying to, like you said, be perfect, trying to get it right and pushing so fast. But I wasn't taking my time and appreciating the journey and understanding it's like nature, like you said, that you just take, you go with the flow and you take your time. Exactly what I've noticed too. Thank you for sharing that. And actually that is one of what I've adopted is what I call one of my spiritual truths is that there's always a place of peace. Mm. Even when I'm feeling like the world is getting me to move faster and wants me to respond, especially now, I step back in and go, uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> that's man-made time. There's plenty of peace. And I'm going to take it and I'm going to be in it and I'll respond from that place. Mm. So thank you. Yeah, from nature. So the spreading, seeding, sprouting, blooming, and resting, the not taking it personally, the being careful what we say to ourselves, these are all part of the 10 tiny transformations. And, you know, I've written them all into a series of blogs um, that are free on my website at she2b.com, C-H-I-T-O-B-E.com. And when you get there, just click on Attraction Tips. And um, you can scroll through the whole series of 10 tiny transformations. Guys, do check for free. it out. Oh, it's for free. Oh, perfect. Yeah, absolutely for free. <laughs> Guys, do check it out. Like definitely from what we've just been saying, I, I definitely would check it out and see how you can actually use it to implement in your life and lead a, a happier life. Yeah, and, and it, um, I'm going to say happier is good, right? Happier is good, always. But this place of peace that you and I just talked about, that's where I found the greatest transformations take place. Mm. If not just if we're happy, because sometimes happy can have that excited up and down feel to it. Have you ever had, you know, like it's activated. Yeah. Um, and, and there's excitement, but it can get frenetic a bit. And so for me, and I found that my clients tell me it's when they get into that place of true peace with themselves and then with their lives, that's actually the truest happiness. Hmm. So I, that's what I desire with the 10 tiny transformations. And there, I included in each one of the blogs, because I blog on each one, there's some tips, there's some exercises, and there's some videos that to help um, practice. Guys, do check it out. So my dear, you know, you have this program called the Fastest Attraction Mastery Self-Study. Can you tell us more about that? It, that, I, I'm just so thrilled you asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the program that led to the great success that I had with the first book and then also led to the experience that I had of being overwhelmed. So before I tell you about the program, because now everybody's like, well, I don't want that then, right? They're like, why is she trying to tell them about this program if it caused her to be in bed for two years and three months? Well, what I'm going to tell everybody is because of that experience and the lessons that I wrote down in my book, She to Be, I wound up recognizing how to hone the attraction process 
and then to provide all the support so that all the abundance that comes in won't overwhelm you like it did me. And so that's why when people say, oh, I should get both of your books, I'm like, ah, don't worry about the first one. That's only part of it. The second one has everything the first one did, and then all these other elements to be able to sustain abundance. Because birds, the other thing I found is that people are not just fear of, they think it's fear of failure, it's actually fear of success. They're also fear of being overwhelmed because they're already working as hard as they know how to work. Mm. Have you found that to be true too? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, my last ever office job was me collapsing three times. The third time I wasn't breathing because I was over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it just took my breath away. Yeah. And ended up having to go in the ambulance and calming down. And yeah, it was the biggest lesson in my life that I learned was that I needed to calm down and be happy in what I was doing rather than pushing so much to be this so-called successful person in a so-called career that I thought was going to be amazing. I, I, I was there, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, yeah. right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so when I say fastest attraction, I want to be absolutely clear. It's a self-study program. You go at your own speed. The reason I say it's the fastest is because it will actually support you in sustaining yourself all the way to success versus other programs that are out there where it can start, we get started, we lose momentum, the blocks come up, we get stopped, we put the program away, and we wind up right back where we were. So that's why I say it's the fastest. Now, you'll go, if you have this program, you'll go at your own speed. And the program is six one-hour audio coaching sessions where I'm guiding you very specifically on how to create your strategic attraction plan using those five questions we talked about at the beginning, the five noble questions. The who, the what, the where, the when, the how, and the with who, yeah, with whom. How to organize those questions so that they have the greatest result for you. We look at in terms of who we want to attract, and then we look at who we are being and whether we're a match vibrationally for who we want to attract. So there's some work that each of us, I, I'm going to be straight out. If you're not willing to make some transformations in your life, please don't buy this program because there you're going to see yourself. Stuff is going to come up and then there will be the choice. You can choose to do what you're being shown or you can choose not to do it. If you're not ready to do it, that's okay. When you're ready, the program will be there for you to be able to go forward. And transformations are pretty simple. It's all the junk that we make up about what it's going to be like to give up part of ourselves in order to have a better part of ourselves. So I address all of that. I'm guiding you through all of that. In addition, there's a workbook because there are people who like to know that they're doing it right. 
you know, Gerd says we're breaking through the perfectionism. Yeah. It's still some of it there as we go from seeding to sprouting to blooming. So I offer a workbook that gives you, you know, how to create it, how to support yourself so that you know you're on the right track and you're in sync with what I'm sharing on the audios. And then I have a private VIP Facebook group where you can talk to me daily if you want. I'm on Facebook every day. If you have a question, you're not sure about something, you want to vent, you want my support, please come into the group and join me. You'll have the link when you purchase the program. So I recorded a brief video about it, and it's at beanattractionmaster.com, B-E-A-N, attractionmaster.com, all one word, beanattractionmaster.com. I think you could also get to it at attractionmaster.com without the B-N. And it's all explained there. You can also send me messages through that website or through cheetahbee.com or on Facebook, I'm Stacy Hall One, S T A C E Y H A L L, and the number one, Stacy Hall One. You can find me there. Follow me. Send me messages. Hey, I'm very accessible, Gertz, just like you are, um, because this is my mission in life. I'm continuing to do the work myself every day. It's how I attracted you to somebody <laughs> I adore, and. Um, I really desire for the world to uplift itself with each person really understanding that it is possible for them to attract what they desire to and not have to take what they've been spoon fed by people who didn't know better. I love what you're doing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, We are actually coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so quickly. It has. Yeah. Um, I've got two questions for you. So the last, okay. the first to last question is, what are you most grateful for in your life? Ah, well, in the moment, it's you. Oh. Because I've been able, <laughs> and the reason being is that for me, I know that my day has been worthwhile when I've helped to make someone else laugh a little more, and I've heard you laugh a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just, I'm grateful for that, and if anyone else is listening, then I'm grateful for you as well if, if anyone else laughs. The most... Um, I'm always, always grateful that that voice spoke to me that day. And it was actually 2007 when I heard the voice. That's every day what I'm most grateful for. And, and it was the proof that I always heard that we will never be left alone. And yet I hadn't allowed myself to really believe it. Until I got to the point of being so desperate, there was nothing left. I might as well go for it. So that's what I'm really grateful for. Oh, I love those. They're amazing. Oh, and I love talking to you as well. Just like, we, it's like we understand each other on another level, even though we've never met. <laughs> yeah, I'm nodding. I'm nodding my head so much that it's actually loosening my spine. I will tell you. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and I want to know, what are you grateful for? Hmm. I'm grateful that I woke up in 2012 and was able to heal so many of the ailments that I went through from such a young age. And I thought it was normal, but I didn't realize that it was like you said, it was somebody talking to me and saying, hey, get up. This last time, just get up and make those changes. 
And I'm grateful for the people that have been there for me for those moments when I, I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what was the next step for healing. And, you know, we're always healing, like you said, no matter what. Even when you've done the massive transformation, you still have to keep going to keep that cleansed. So I'm grateful for all the people around me who help me on a daily basis to just to be in that calm energy. Thank you for sharing. I, I, you know, we've talked before. We know we are souls connected. Yeah. And, and I know that we are in the process of attracting many people who relate to our stories. And I'm grateful that we can show that there is life, a fabulous life on the other side mm. of those breakdowns. Bre- breakthroughs are, they're much easier to go through when you have someone's hand to hold. Yeah. And when you're by yourself, it's, it's yeah, as you know, it's, it's the hardest thing ever. And my last question is, what are your five top tips for somebody who doesn't know how to manifest? The first, I, I, I really do believe that what I said at the very beginning is the, the key, is to remember we're always manifesting. See, that's the funny part. I, I, my next book um, is going to be called The Attraction Zone because people think that there's a zone to get into. Uh, we're always in the zone. It's quantum physics. We're like we're always inside of gravity here on Earth. We're always in the attraction zone. Mm. Yeah, there's no place to get to. However, within the attraction zone, where is our vibration? So somebody who thinks that they're not manifesting is not looking to see what they've actually manifested. What they're saying is they're not manifesting what they want. Mm. Got it. But that's, then start focusing on what you want. First, look at your life to see what you've actually got. So if what you've actually, you know what? I'm lecturing. I'm going to say it from what happened to me very quickly here. When I was in this process of awakening in 2007, I looked at what I had. I had a company that I relinquished because I didn't have good enough help to be in charge of it. That's what I had manifested. Poor health and having to release the company. What else had I manifested? I had manifested a marriage that was really shaky. I had manifested um, giving up a lot of friends who I realized were not really true friends. Is this making sense, what I had manifested? Yeah, absolutely. It's very similar to, yeah, myself. Okay. Okay. That was me going, oh, I'm manifesting. Yeah. I'm just manifesting what I don't want. (laughs) And that was the wake-up call, you know, the cold water on the face going, okay, I choose to manifest this instead. And every time, I'm just going to bring us back to that old rickety, you know, pathway versus the superhighway. Every time, my mind started to give attention to the people I didn't want in my life anymore or the business that I wasn't able to hold on to or my lack of wellness. Every time I found myself putting too much energy there, getting lost in it, I went, "Uh uh-uh, come away, step away from the edge, Stacey, walk over here. Now turn your attention. The super highway is going to lead you to what you want. So what kind of business do you want? 
What kind of wellness do you want? What kind of people do you want? And that was the development of the Fastest Attraction Mastery Program. I use it myself every single day. So that's what I'm going to say. People who think they're not manifesting, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Now, you want to manifest something more and you don't know how? Then I wrote the Be an Attraction program, the Fastest Attraction program. I recorded it. I wrote it. I'm available to you through the coaching I offer. All of it comes to you. It's on, Today is Green Monday here in the U.S. I'm sure that it's on the Internet, so it must be Green Monday where you are too. Is there a deal on it? Yes, there's a deal on it. You're going to see. You're going to save a lot of money if you go to BeAnAttractionMaster.com today. If you're in a place where you don't have any money you think to be able to ship, then please go to G2B.com, click on Attraction Tips, and read the tips I have for you there. They're absolutely free. And they will take you over to the super highway. Thank you so much for being on the show. You've been amazing. And just thank you for sharing your story and how you're just living in what you practice. Well, Gerds, um, I receive that with great joy. It is what I would love a, a host to say to me, right? I've attracted you to say that. And conversely, thank you so much. Bless you, my dear. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Get Inspired with Gerds podcast. If you would like to hear more interviews like this, please just subscribe on iTunes. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter at IamGerds, Facebook and Instagram at Get Inspired with Gerds, where I bring you lots of inspirational and motivational quotes. Before I head off, I want to leave you with this quote. What you think and what you feel and what you manifest is always a match every single time no exception. That's a quote by Esther Hicks. Take care guys and I'll see you next week.